Hey, happy Saturday, guys. What's going on? Hope you're having a great start to your day. I uh, just got back in from a walk with uh, Julian and Layla. Uh, Julian's my little six-month-old. Layla is our remaining Dashens. Anyways, I was... Uh, did you ever get that feeling where you have... Like, you just got to say something? Like, you have... You just got to get something off your chest? Well, that's what this episode is all about. It's a Saturday as I'm recording this. I don't normally do stuff on Saturdays. Um, but... When you come from a place of contribution and wanting to share, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. So in this episode, um, what I want to talk with you about is, or basically just asking you a question, what are you willing to sacrifice in order to achieve the success you want to achieve? Okay, And I want to have a bit of a real talk with you around this because this is really important. When I, when I was thinking about this I'm on my walk, I'm thinking about all the successful people that I've, I've met in my life. When I talk about success, I'm going to just talk about financial success for a second, okay? So people have built very, very big, um, impactful companies. And the one thing I was thinking, like, you know, what's the one thing that they all have in common? And I realized number one is that they have a very, very high level of hunger. They have a very high level of hunger. No matter, like, okay, they got to a million bucks, they're not just sitting on the beach. They continue to grow and grow and grow. 10 million, 100 million, it doesn't matter. They have insatiable hunger, as Will, uh, Will Will Ferrell says in one of his movies. I think it was like semi-pro. He's like, I'm never satisfied. So you can be grateful, but never satisfied. That's kind of the approach for me um, that I have mentally. And I was speaking with uh, somebody yesterday, and, and they were asking me, what, what's the outcome? Like, what is, what is, what's your outcome with Healthpreneur? And I said, listen, I don't know. I mean... It's for me, if I even told you if it was a hundred million dollars a year, that doesn't mean anything to me. It's not about the money. Like the money is great, but it for me, I said it's, it's really it's the game. It's the game of building something great. And I obsess about that. I love what I do. I I I mean, if you're like me, you're 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 obsessive. People don't understand you. You're thinking about your business all the time, you're thinking of ways to make it better. And that's why we are a little bit different, right? We're uh, as I was mentioning in our mastermind last week, like we're we're the loony bin, like we're the loony bin that most people don't understand. That's why it's really important to hang around other people that think like you or think like us because most people don't, right? They're just willing to clock in, clock out, do the bare minimum and take a paycheck. And the reality is that I've recognized that so the most successful people that I've known in my life and even the ones that I don't know, who I've, you know, I've obviously read on and studied, they've all been willing to make sacrifices. They've all made sacrifices to achieve success. So I'll give you an example. I'll give you several examples from my life. And I want you to think about as I'm sharing this stuff, it's again, this is not about me, but this is like a parable for hopefully for you to look at your own life, right? And look at your current results in business and just match the two up. So when I was 10, I made the decision that I wanted to play professional soccer. Like that was my goal. That's all I wanted to do. And I went for the next 10 years and I sacrificed everything. I sacrificed family vacations, although I you know, took a trip here and there. Um, I sacrificed several jobs later in my teens. I didn't sacrifice my school because obviously I still, you know, enjoyed pieces of that. Um, but it was my sole focus was soccer, soccer, soccer. I would train every day to the, to the to whatever I can remember at least. Train all the time. I was obsessing about it. I'd be watching soccer, looking to get better. And there was a trade-off. But the trade-off was maybe I didn't go out with friends as much. Maybe I didn't have 
the income from working as much, you know, when I was 18, 19, 20. And I made all these sacrifices because my desire to achieve that outcome was the most important thing. Do I regret any of it? Absolutely not. Like zero. It's, you know, part of what made me who I am today. I made, you know, some of my, my best relationships, uh, at least in the earlier part of my life, came through that endeavor. And it was, you know, just incredible. When I got into my 20s, I was still very, very hungry to grow and, and make a contribution. And um, yeah, like, you know, training clients, seeing clients, all that kind of stuff. But the reality is like I got to a point where I was working, you know, 12 to 16 hours a day as a trainer and nutritionist. And I was just like, this is not what I want to do. Like, I don't, I don't, it's not that I, I, I didn't like, it's not that I wasn't, it's not that I didn't enjoy what I did. It's just, I didn't enjoy the way it was being done. And so when I started my business online in 2006 to, to create more of the life that I wanted to live, I knew very early on that I needed to do some stuff that was not really uh, understood by most people. So I, I was working a lot. And I think when you're starting your business, you have to understand that you have to work a lot. Like you have to put in the hard work. I, I'm, I'm, and you guys know this, like I am all for working smarter than harder any day of the week. I don't work hard now. I don't. I work smart, I work effective, I focus on what is most important for me to work on, but even then, there's still some things that I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing. And obviously that's the process of growing and delegating and you know hiring people. But when you're starting off and you're, you're hoping to achieve a certain level of success while doing the bare minimum, it's not gonna happen. Like even with what we help our, with, you know, with what we do in HPA with our clients, it's like, yeah, like once you have your perfect client pipeline deployed, that's the easy part. Right? That's the easy part. Where the real work starts is when you hit publish on your Facebook ads and you start collecting data. And this is where, where I've noticed um, is a real big divide in the road. Is that some people are expecting, and this might be my bad for not laying a, a more appropriate expectation, is when if you've never run Facebook ads before, if you've never run, and obviously we train you at a very, very high level on this stuff, but if you've written one ad and it doesn't perform well, you can't say, oh, this doesn't work, I'm gonna do the next thing. Like, that's ridiculous. That would be like saying, okay, I'm gonna train all these years for soccer, and then the one time I lose, I'm not gonna play anymore. Listen, I the reason I was such a great goalkeeper, and I really like delusionally believe that I was not just the best in my league, I believed I was the best in Canada, I believed I was the best in the world. Now, is that true? Probably not, but that was my belief. Like, it was ridiculous. But it served me. It served me in a way because I constantly was striving to get better. But the only reason I, was, I got to that level is because I was playing on teams when I was young and we were getting killed, like 10 nothing, 15 nothing. I remember playing indoor soccer against you know, some teams and like there's, there'd be this like one big guy and I'm like, oh my God, my hands are freezing because it's so cold in this indoor arena and he's gonna be blasting shots at me. Like I remember this stuff very viscerally, but it's because of all those failures and those losses and the repetitions Right? When you lose 15 nothing, you're going to be taking at least 15 shots. Right Now, obviously, you hopefully make a couple saves, so maybe it's 20, 25 shots. But if you're playing on a team that always wins and you have like no action, it's very tough to get better. So you put a Facebook ad out there and it doesn't do well. Who cares? You just lost one nothing. Get back. Get back to the training field and you work on it, you create more, you think of new angles, you think of new ways to get people into your world. And guess what? Next weekend's game time, you let it go, you launch it to the world, and again, it sucks. 
and it doesn't work. And listen, I'm not in the game of saying, hey, give all your money to Facebook because that's not what we want to do. But you have to understand that there is a learning curve, right? And, and part of our job is to help give you direction and guidance and show you some of the pitfalls to avoid and give you a bit more guidance on what might work a bit better. And then you got to go back to the drawing board and give it another shot. And that's why I tell my clients that the, the number one thing you can do once your pipeline is deployed is write one new ad every single day. It doesn't mean that you're going to run 30 ads like in a month, but what it does is it trains you into the notion of developing a skill, which is very important, which is communication, influence, persuasion, copywriting, if you want to call it that. We don't, listen, we're not born with that skill. We have to develop it. And yes, we have templates, but you have to take ownership of the fact that, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to study copywriting. I'm going to stop you. I'm, sorry, I'm going to study what the greatest copywriters have done. This is something I did from 2006 to 2010 and beyond. I was studying the greats, the David Ogilvies, the Gary Halberts, the Dan Kennedys, um, like all the greats, right? All those guys. And was there stuff, like I still read a book called the, um, oh my God, I just totally forgot the name of the book and the name of the author. That's what happens when it's too cold outside and your brain freezes. Anyways, it's, the book is like written from nine, in 1920 and it's making reference to direct response letters that were written in like 1903. You might be thinking like, well, there's no relevant, like some of the English in that book is so dated, you'd think like Shakespeare was writing it. But this is what you do. Like if you're obsessed about your, your results and you're obsessed about getting better, these are the things that are required. You have to study, you have to learn, you have to practice right? And listen, there's so many great books out there. There's so much stuff on the internet. And obviously with the right coaching and guidance that can, that can help you. But, you know, coming back to the central theme is like, what are the sacrifices you are willing to make? Now I'm not, now number one, I think you have to really identify your non-negotiables. So my non-negotiables in my life, I will never, ever sacrifice time with my family ever, ever. Okay. That's the number one thing. So for you, like when I was, when I didn't have kids, I worked a lot more because I didn't have kids. I could work all day long if I wanted to. But now that I have kids, it's a non-negotiable. I'm not going to be the dad that works till eight o'clock at night while my kids are at home. Like it's not going to happen. I don't work on the weekends. If I do, sorry, I, I do, but here's, here's what the sacrifice is. So if that's my non-negotiable, then what am I willing or what do I have to do to do what I need to do? with that in mind. So one of the things that I do is I wake up at four o'clock every morning, Monday through Sunday, with one exception, which was today. And I'm going to share a really important lesson. I wake up at four in the morning because I know that if I want to get my best work done and I'm not willing to compromise any time with my kids, then I have to get up earlier. And I do three and a half to four hours of my most important work. I turn off like the internet. I can't access any websites. I turn off my phone. I throw it away and I'm forced to only work in my genius. And what that allows me to do is by 7.45, 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm done, right? I'm done. And if nothing else happened during the day, and if my kids are at school, you know, obviously I've got a few more hours to work, but like on a weekend, I still really enjoy getting stuff done. Like it might be some planning, some strategic stuff, or maybe some, some ad copy or some team training type of stuff. But I'll do that first thing in the morning. So that is a sacrifice. I'm willing to sacrifice my sleep to make sure that gets done. So what does that mean in terms of nighttime? Well, I don't go out. I don't, I don't really enjoy going out late and drinking bottles of wine. Like I don't, I don't do that anymore. I really, really enjoy going to bed around 9.30. Like I'm good. 9.30, I'll you know, do about half an hour of reading, go to bed, and that's it. And 
that's a decision that I made. That's a decision that I've made. And I love it. I love getting up early. I love getting up at four o'clock. It's the idea that while everyone else in my neighborhood is sleeping, I'm outworking them. I'm outworking the people who feel that they can't get up earlier. I'm outworking the people who are getting comfortable to just kind of coast. And it's not a competition with anyone else. And I've mentioned this a few times. I'm reading this great book by John Wooden called Wooden on Leadership. It's not about competition with anyone else. It's always a competition with yourself. And for me, I'm obsessed. If, you know, if if my, my real self, my true, my inner being, my real, the person I'm going to meet when my life is over, if you want to think of it that way, that person I'm constantly striving to get closer towards. And what does that person do, think, feel, behave, like whatever? I don't know. But I feel in my head, these are the things that are going to make me a more actualized version of that. And that means getting up early. It means doing the things that are going to get me out of my comfort zone. It's about doing the things that I know I need to do in order to get where I want to get to. If you think about this, I have four extra hours in a day. That's 120 hours a month of focus time, right? And I've, I've spoken with clients about this. I'm like, listen, if you've got a busy practice, if you've got stuff going on, you're here, you're working with us because you don't like doing that stuff, right? And what that means is, let me ask you a question. What time do you get up in the morning? Oh, you get up at seven. Why don't you get up at six? Uh, don't even like, don't even tell me the excuse. Like you can have your excuse or your results. If I can get up at four and Mark Wahlberg can get up at three in the morning and he's got five kids, you can get up half an hour earlier. You can get up an hour earlier and you can focus on your most important work for one hour every single morning and then the rest of the day you do, you know, with the rest of the day. That's what I did when I was a trainer. I knew that if I was at the gym 12 to 16 hours a day, it wasn't like client right after another, but I might have half an hour here. I might have an hour there. And I made those sacrifices to say, instead of sitting in the room, gossiping with all the other trainers, I'm going to lock myself in the office over here and I'm going to work on my stuff. And the sacrifice I've made over the years, and I'm very, very aware of this, is I've sacrificed relationships. I've sacrificed maybe the, the depth of some of those relationships because I realized that maybe they weren't serving me, maybe they weren't the best relationships to uh, put a lot of energy into. I've sacrificed everything. I mean, I've sacrificed going out and partying. Like not, I mean, I did that for a while when I was in school, but like that's not important to me. And I want you to think about in your life, what are the things that you were willing to sacrifice? I've sacrificed my sleep in terms of, you know, having to sleep all day or sleep all morning. This morning, so, so I'll give you a great example. So this morning, I woke up at eight o'clock in the morning and I said to myself, like my alarm went off at 4.05 and I just, you know, rolled over and hit it. And I said, in my mind, I'm like, you know what? It's Saturday. I don't really need to do anything today. I'm going to just, you know, get a couple extra hours of sleep. So number one, the sleep is never good. It's all, you know, you know what I mean, right? It's always interrupted and like you've got weird dreams and all that kind of stuff. I wake up at eight o'clock and what I love about getting up early is that feeling of accomplishment, that feeling of like, man, I like the day is great. The day is off to a great start. And when I got up at eight, you know, I didn't feel guilty or anything, but it's just like, man, it's not the same. It's not the same, right? Like, it's just not the same. And so for me, it's, I, I enjoy and I relish the feeling of that accomplishment first and foremost. And I've recognized that, you know, like if you're, if you're kind of like a lot of the people that we serve, you're, you're maybe a bit of an obsessive. You or we are very much along the lines of, we are high achievers. We do things to win, but also not to lose. We have made sacrifices in our life to do great things. And that's maybe cost us our health in some cases, our relationships, um, other things. And 
that's part and part of the journey. I don't think we need to compromise important relationships. I think it's very okay. It's okay to be very discerning with where you spend your time. Like there are relationships in my life that I do very highly value and I nurture those, but there are others that are not important. Like you, there's only so much bandwidth we all have, right? And so it's not that I'm not a sociable person. It's just that I'm very, very, very aware of the objective. And this is actually something that um, there was a book or an interview that was done with a lot of the successful people like the Bill Gates the Jeff Bezos the Elon Musk's. And what they found was that, you know, these guys, these titans were willing to sacrifice the one for the many. Right. They were willing to like not let one thing or one person get in the way of the bigger objective. And I think we all have that in some way, shape or form. And I think, you know, we're all a little bit different in terms of how we approach life. But I think if you look at, you know, your results and if they're not where they if you're not getting the results you want to have, then you have to really look in the mirror and ask yourself, what have I not been willing to sacrifice? Whether that's sleep, whether that's going out, whether that's drinking, whether that's like holding on to your money because you're afraid of investing in your own growth. I don't know. You have to understand that those, the things you're not willing to sacrifice are probably holding you back from the bigger outcomes that you want. So maybe the sacrifice is, listen, I'm going to spend one hour every single day mastering copywriting, or I'm going to spend one hour every day really working on my sales ability. I'm going to spend... Uh, I'm going to go to bed half an hour or an hour earlier and I'm going to watch one one Netflix episode instead of two, right? These are all little sacrifices that build up over time. And if you have, I mean, you really just have to be honest with yourself. Like, is what I'm doing right now helping me move towards my bigger future or is it keeping me where I'm at? And like, there's there's no right or wrong way to live. Like, it's your choice, but you just have to take responsibility for the outcomes. You have no one else to blame but yourself, right? We have no one else to blame but ourselves, for our results. I don't care if you invested in the worst coach in the world. I've, I've done that in the past. I've spent $60,000 last year on a mastermind that was shite, to be, to be very honest. But I said to myself, I can complain and be the victim here, or I can do my best to extract whatever value I can and make the most of it. And you have to take the same approach because no one, the market doesn't care about your excuses. The market does not care about your story. Right? All it cares about is, are you showing up? Are you the best version? Are you, I mean, are you the best? Are you the best option for your audience? Are you the best solution for them? And if you want to be the best, you have to be committed to doing the things that are going to make you the best. Because as I've said before, it's not about the prize. It's about the process. It's about the process of you becoming a better version of yourself. Right? If you think you've plateaued, you don't have a growth mindset. You have to be growth oriented. What I love about working with entrepreneurs is that entrepreneurship is the, one of the best growth journeys you'll ever go on. There's so many challenges and obstacles, so many things. And if you take the approach of like, this is a game that I'm going to learn from and get better at, hey, it's great, right? Because it's, it's not about the money. If you're, if you're doing this for the money, you will never, ever do great things. If you're okay just making 10K a month, you got to set bigger goals, right? You have to set bigger objectives. And it's not even about the people you impact. I believe it's about you becoming the most actualized, best version of yourself and constantly striving to do and become that person. Because as a result of doing that, you will make a lot more money than 10,000 a month. You will impact more people than you can think imaginable, right? And don't get caught in the weeds of like the little nitty gritty details. Like, I mean, there's a time and place for that, but don't let that stop you, right? Don't let that stop you. Make the sacrifice of mastering that stuff, putting in the time, of going through the hardship, right? That's what it takes. And I can promise you, like the most successful people I've ever known, they've all made sacrifices. They've, they've moved 
to different parts of the country if they've had to. They've 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 stayed up till two in the morning to work on their business after their family went to bed, or they got up at four in the morning to do their stuff. I want you to ask yourself, like, where have you made sacrifices that have helped you move forward? And where are you not making sacrifices right now that you know you should be, but are not? And that can be in um, relationships, that can be in your health, that can be in your time, that can be in your how you're using your money or not using your money. And if you investigate those in those different aspects, I promise you, you'll get the answer you're looking for. I'll give you one final analogy and then I'm done. I have alopecia, I lost my hair when I was 17. I was hell-bent on figuring that out in my early 20s, and that's why I got into nutrition. Went to nutrition school, figured all that stuff out, regrew my hair. It was cool, right? It was part of my journey. Then I, uh, a number of years ago, took my oldest son to the doctor. When I was there, she got me, gave me a tetanus shot. I lost my hair within two weeks, blah, 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 blah. So a lot of people ask me, like, listen, man, like you have hundreds of health professionals at your fingertips. Why don't you work with one of them to kind of fix this stuff? Number one, I am not that motivated to doing so because I understand there are sacrifices that I have to make from a dietary perspective, perhaps from a, you know, whatever endeavor with respect to my health that, and this kind of sounds ridiculous, but it's not that important to me. That's the, like, that's what it comes down to. It's how I look is how I look. I don't care. I've gotten over that. I mean, like, I don't care if people think I look like I've got cancer or whatever. That it means nothing to me. I've developed so much callus that like you could say anything and it's not going to bother me, okay? There was a time where I was extremely motivated to get to the bottom of that. And now I'm not. It doesn't mean that I'm eating garbage and just forgetting about my health because I still am very, very health conscious. I exercise every day. I drink green juice. I alkalize my body. I do all that kind of stuff I talk about. But the reality is I'm not willing to make the sacrifices to get to the root of this issue at this moment in time. And so with you and your business, you have to be very honest with yourself. Am I willing to do whatever it takes to get to the level I want to get to? And if the answer is no, that's okay. But if the answer is yes, then that's even better. Okay. And listen, if you're someone who is willing to make the sacrifices to get to the next level, to really build an amazing dream, because doing the things that most people are not willing to do will help you live the life most people will never live. Okay, they only dream of and you know they play the, the 401k RRSP retirement plan because maybe at some day they'll, they'll lay on the beach for a couple of days. We're not like that, okay? We're, I think you know, we're a little bit different. If, that's, if you're willing to do what it takes to win and you just need more guidance and more structure and a better path and a better plan and better coaching, better accountability, then we might be able to help. Um, obviously, there's only one way to know and that's for us to have a conversation to see if you're a good fit to work with us. Because I think as you can tell, like I don't really enjoy working with babies and excuse makers, okay? I really enjoy working with high performers, people who do what is necessary to win. And by winning, I mean serving their people and living a great quality of life in the process. And if that's you, and you know that this year was maybe a shadow of what it could be, then it's probably time to do something about that. So I'd love for you to go to workwithyuri.com on that page, we'll just answer a couple questions about your business. And then on the next page, you'll be able to book in a time to speak with us. And you'll be speaking with one of our results coaches who are amazing at really helping you understand where you're at, what's not working, obviously getting clarity on where you want to go, but also show you where you're bleeding money and opportunity in your business. And based on all that, we'll put together a customized game plan for you and your situation. 
and then you can run with that. Or if you want our help to make sure you actually do it and do it faster and properly, then we can talk about what it might look like to work together. So um, again, work with Yuri.com, work with yuri.com. Go there now if you meet the characteristics I just mentioned a few moments ago. And uh, anyways, I just wanted to share this with you because it's just been on my mind as I was going for a walk and I hope this serves you. And I believe that you have what it takes to succeed, but you just have to be honest about what that looks like for you. So anyways, have an amazing rest of your Saturday and I will talk to you later. Ciao.